Good morning, good morning, St. Paul. This is your unbougie foodie, Wesley Wright, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have you been outside lately? Okay, no. There's no way to actually miss this wonderful weather that we're having right now. First and foremost, I want to definitely thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, I am on every Saturday at 10 a.m. And this is a food show where I'm talking to you always about uh, new and interesting foods uh, or exciting places that you've perhaps not been to that I want to share with you. Always bringing you the pleasures of the table because, you know, really, it is always about the food. So I want to start off by definitely, you know, wishing can't miss this out. It is Mother's Day. So all you mothers out there, um, definitely want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Um, gosh, my sisters, uh, my ma- my mother, my own mother in Los Angeles, um, just know that I miss you all. I love you all. Um, friends here that are moms that I know as well, just across the world, really, across the, across the cities, wherever you are, um, you're appreciated and even though you know we designate you know today is designated for you just this one day it seems um i know that many people have the same sentiment that um it it really one day doesn't really encompass how you are actually feeling about your mom um and just about how she's been who she's been in your life so definitely you know definitely want to thank everyone moms that are out there just know that we're (laughs) we we love you okay got that out of the way not that that's any less important but you know this is a food show so we got to talk about food so you know i want to start off with (laughs) last week gosh there were so many things going on i i think i think it was a whirlwind of things that were happening for me um, and not for me, but what I was planning to do for the day. Aside from, uh, you know, hosting my show in that morning, um, there was, you know, I was, I was nerding out a little bit. So I went and did free comic book day. So all you folks that are nerds out, nerding out or love to nerd out. Yeah. Just remember every first Saturday of May is free comic book day. Uh, but then after directly after that, I went and volunteered uh, with, you know, my secular job. I try to do that and get out into the community um, for Cinco de Mayo. Now, I'm going to apologize right now <laughs> because one, I know I said I was going to probably talk about some food and everything that was down there. And yeah, I did not have a chance. I think I tasted a taco <laughs> because I was I it was such a, a busy day just running around and you know help handling my responsibilities for volunteering and whatnot so I apologize that I did not get a chance to really experience fully uh, the food that was down at Cinco de Mayo now mind you I've been before but I really wanted to engross myself in um, in it this year and did not get an opportunity so i apologize but i know that a number of you know some of our radio personalities and um 
you know, show hosts here had opportunity to go down there and experience a number of the food. So if you don't know, <laughs> ask them because they were there. But I did see a number of, I mean, the standards that uh, I would always see at any type of Mexican or Latin cultural event, uh, elotes, uh, raspados, um, definitely tacos, all different types of tacos. Um, you know, there were pineapple drinks, um, non-alcoholic, of course, you know, it was a, <laughs> I was working, <laughs> I was handling business, <laughs> um, but Again, just to be in the atmosphere and around uh, in the festival, uh, a cultural event is, you know, is a wonderful place to be. Uh, And it it was it was amazing. I was tired at the end of my shift. So mind you, I really wanted to have some, but I couldn't because immediately after that. Yeah, I book I double book myself or whatnot. Uh, but I had a bread pudding to make. <laughs> so I was running late uh, a little bit. But, you know, see, I'm, I'm doing transition from, you know, talking about Cinco de Mayo and well, I was supposed to have food, but I'm transitioning to other food. But before doing the bread pudding, uh, you know, some co-workers they stated hey you know we're about to you know, we're ending our shift and everything like that let's go out and socialize for maybe a half an hour or so uh and i was like no i gotta go but i am so glad that they <laughs> made me go <laughs> they enticed me with photos and you know how i am about photos especially of food <laughs> so they suggested uh a place <laughs> ice cream place actually now you know we're today look at today today is going to be in the upper 70s nearly 80 if i'm not mistaken so it's going to be warm so likewise last week was quite warm as well and i you know got to thinking i was like crap they're asking me to go to the, this place which i'm about to mention the ice cream shop why couldn't I mention that, you know, we're, as we're going into the warm season, you know, spring, I know is not very warm, but, you know, we're, we're, we're counting on it being warmer. So anyway, they uh, suggested a place that I had never gone to before, uh, and it's called Nelson's Ice Cream. Uh, Nelson's Ice Cream is located at 454 Snelling Avenue, and um, that's in St. Paul. Uh, 55105 and seriously uh, if you've not been to this place uh, please go please please go Um, top notch ice cream and you will certainly be wowed because I will say a child size which is $3.75 and that seems to be what everyone gets everyone if you got any bigger than that because there are like two other sizes larger than that and i think one guy gargantuan size called the lumberjack if you go on their website you'll look and see what what i mean 
but the child size at three dollars and seventy-five cents, come on, is it? It's the size. I mean, I don't know if you're used to like a a small soup bowl. <laughs> that entire soup bowl filled, and then at least on top of that is a eight ounce or excuse me i say maybe yeah maybe about an eight or ten ounce cup piled packed with ice cream <laughs> i my descriptions are certainly doing you n- no justice to this food or to this ice cream specifically but I, I tell you the different flavors that they have are amazing uh, gosh uh, there's one called Zanzibar. I we were trying to figure out standing in line what is what is in Zanzibar. I didn't have my phone because you know you could have seen it on there, you know, on the website. But you know when you don't have your phone. Um, rich dark chocolate ice cream. Another one, uh, Mackinac Island fudge, vanilla ice cream with chocolate fudge chunks and swirled with chocolate fudge. Come on, chocolate like that delicious sounding and then gosh my favorite down here was uh the what is it no they don't have it on their website and it was i was we were just there last week i don't understand unless it's new to them and they probably anyway it was sea salt caramel and uh sea salt sea salt caramel nut (laughs) Sorry about that. I know it was it, it was somehow. I think it's probably added uh, onto their flavors on their on their wall, <laughs> on how they have it posted inside the ice cream shop. But if you're familiar with sea salt caramel nut, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. There's on a, on a different level. They have one called a uh, flavor called caramel turtle cheesecake. And it's described as being a luscious cheesecake ice cream with chocolate-coated caramel turtles, roasted pecans, and cheesecake pieces with a chocolate cookie crust all surrounded by a smooth caramel sauce. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Caramel turtle cheesecake. (laughs) Do you like that? There are so many different other flavors. White chocolate, raspberry, truffle, toffee, crunch, rocky road. You know, some favorites. Uh, <laughs> Heath bar yogurt, bubble gum. They even have one for um, Superman. Ras- blue raspberry, cherry, and vanilla ice cream swirl together. I'm telling you, you would be remiss to not visit uh, Nelson's in St. Paul, there are two locations. And I mentioned that because I think at the time that we were going, some friends, I guess they got separated. uh, And I would assume that they were possibly going to Stillwater. Not sure about that. And so, you know, this one specifically is in St. Paul. Now, I'll mention the address once again. It is 454 Snelling Avenue South. And uh, again, that's St. Paul. 
they're open today from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. So, you know, it's 10, about what, quarter after 10 right now. So you still have some time to prepare. Uh, go on their website, uh, which is nelsonsicecream.biz. Oh, .biz, biz. <laughs> nelsonsicecream.biz. And it will give you all the information. It'll give you background and <laughs> It will even show you a picture or there will be a display of a picture of that gargantuan bowl of ice cream that I mentioned called the Lumberjack. And they call it a monstrosity that's unique uh, to Nelson's. And certainly not for the faint of heart when it comes to ice cream because here, I'll just give you a brief description of what it is. You could go on the website and look at the picture, but five softball-sized scoops of any flavor arrangement with your choice of toppings. And, you know, so that allows for any type of type of combination. Totally. But the, the best part about it is, is that if you do finish this, you will, and you have to do it by yourself, you'll have your picture on the Nelson's Wall of Fame. Now, if you are have an intolerance to dairy <laughs> such as so many of many may have uh this may not be the uh the dare for you uh perhaps you want to probably just have it stick with a child size and then share that because trust me when i tell you a child size at 375 it's huge it's enough for two adults and be satisfied. So imagine that for one person, a child. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Nelson's total shout out to you all because you are, uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, I love your flavors. I love the, the quantity, uh, the price for the quantity that you get. It is truly uh, it, it's something that is just gonna kind of you know stand the test of time for the season because I know I'm going to be back there. I have some friends that I got to take there because they're not gonna believe me. <laughs> Again, um, that address for Nelson's Ice Cream Shop is four five four Snelling Avenue South, and that's St. Paul, Minnesota five five one zero five. Now, I've talked about you know we're still on the subject of ice cream, but I can't leave out. My go-to, I mean, I'm Nelson's is new to me and I'm happy to go back. I'm excited to go back, but tried and true in the neighborhood of St. Paul. I really want to give a shout out to Dar's uh, Double Scoop um, Ice Cream Shop. They are located at 1048 Rice Street, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, 55117. So that is just south of Maryland on Rice Street. So, and I think it's right next to a credit union. Anyway, it's on Rice Street, but 1048 Rice Street. And they not only have ice cream, but they have, you know, pizza and hot dogs and it, it's other fried goodness, French fries, onion rings and tater tots and so on and so forth. Oh my goodness. The owner is such an awesome person. Um, Man, 
I appreciate Kevin for staying in the community, staying in, and he's such an awesome individual when it comes down to uh, community involvement and hiring within the community. Uh, not to say that you wouldn't hire anyone, but realizing that to build up a community, you also have to help build up the individuals that reside in the area. Uh, it's a safe place for families to go to hang out. Um, of course, you have to buy ice cream. You know, what, why, why go to an ice cream shop if you're not going to buy ice cream? Um, but the food is awesome. The service is wonderful. Uh, you even have opportunity if you want to taste a sample or two. Um, they're more than happy to do that. But again, they offer a wide variety and the flavors that they have telling you. Uh, yeah, humongous. Yeah, and why I got stuck on sea salt, car sea salt caramel nut is because of Dars. Just so you know, Dars, yeah. I wasn't exactly sure. I was like, oh, do you have uh, butter pecan? Nope. We have something similar, though. It's called sea salt caramel nut. Oh, man. I'm telling you. When they gave me a sample of that, I was hooked. And I'm quite sure. I'm hoping maybe they're listening. Uh, they know that every time I come in, I'm going to have at least um, a nice large cup to the gills <laughs> with it hardly being able to be covered again another place that gives you for the money a large quantity so wow again a shout out to um, Dara's Double Scoop on Rice Street that's 1048 Rice Street uh, and if you go to um, Dar'sDoubleScoop.com you'll be able to see all the ice cream selections that are also available Bear Creek Caramel, Black Walnut, uh, Chocolate Chip, Rocky Road, mm, Rupert Float. So, you know, white chocolate raspberry, I'm, you know, I tell you, it. you would say, oh, okay, well, you know, you already talked about Nelson's and you're talking about Dars and similar, but the opportunity that you have to for it to be so close in your community, and I'm giving you options. So if you're near to Nelson's or if you just want to take a little drive that's fine too but if you're near to Dar Bars believe me right in the community I mean sometimes I see folks biking there uh, or families just walking from home to the ice cream shop to Dar's it's right in the community as is um, Nelson's so definitely take advantage of this warm weather and go out and enjoy uh, some tasty desserts because believe me mm. Yeah, they both offer some great value for, uh, you know, what they provide to the community. Uh, we talked about ice cream. I'm, 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 I'm excited about some uh, number of stuff that's going on, and I'm going to tell you a little bit uh, more. Um, but before I do that, I want to mention um, this is not about food, but I want to give a shout out to uh, the. Uh, Indige Indigenous Roots Cultural Art Center that's going to be having their grand opening um, today from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. And hopefully they can hear me because uh, they are right next door. So shout out to you guys. They are located at 788 East 7th Street, and that's in St. Paul, 55106. 
um, they've already started to have uh, a, a, a soft opening, I would say you probably would call it, but it was more of an opportunity to have an intimate reception, um, you know, introducing the community to the Cultural Arts Center. And, you know, so they opened their doors to the public on Thursday, May 11th. Um, and again, as I mentioned, they had an intimate reception um, with, you know, a gathering and blessings from the community elders. Um, because, and and I say that, you know, again, blessings from community elders and so on, because um, it's such a multicultural, uh, you know, art center. And as well as, you know, it's trying, it's not trying, it is representing the multicultural um, diversity of the community. I believe their mission statement um, or what they're about them um, is they're a collective of artists and organizations that are dedicated to building, supporting, and cultivating opportunities for indigenous people um, uh, and communities of color through cultural arts and activism. Um, so, again, multicultural, multi generational, young, old, um, and it's a center uh, described being for uh, Native Indigenous or people of color communities within the St. Paul area. And uh, what they, again, are trying to do, I can't say try, what they are, they're going to be successful. I know that they are because they are, I've met many of their uh, artists um, just in passing from other uh, events. Specifically, um, they have... Um, uh, a dance troupe uh, uh, Native Pride dancers um, I love watching them so colorful they were at Cinco de Mayo uh, and they have been at other events um, that I've um, gone to or attended so again look out or come out uh, to celebrate with them um, again, that event is going to be starting today at 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Um, there's going to be art, music, food, cultural performances. It's going to be all day long. Um, just come out and support them because they are the community here in the Dayton's Bluff uh, area is so diverse and so multiculturally based. Um, and to have a cultural center that's in the community that focuses on um, Native, Indigenous, and people of color is is really promising. And I wish them all the best and all the success. So shout out to Indigenous Roots. 12 o'clock, people. That's what, hour and a half or something from now? It's going to be popping. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a great time. Okay. So now, <laughs> now I'm making these transitions. I told you that last week, you know, I did all, had, I was quite busy. So I'm coming back to the bread pudding part because, you know, there was a purpose for that. You know, uh, a very dear friend and her mom. So Shout out to Shannon Tui and Miss Patricia. Thank you all so much for the invitation. They invited a number of friends, foodie friends, which I am so thankful to, to know uh, and get to know. 
they invited them into their home. Um, they had, I want to say a dinner party, but it was, it was just an event. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Because as I learned, uh, and Miss Patricia, thank you so much for uh, providing a bit more information regarding, you know, hosting a dinner party. Uh, I've learned that you don't want to or you wouldn't want to call it a dinner party if there is more than eight people. Eight people is the max for a dinner party. So this was not a dinner party. This was a, an event, a food event, <laughs> put it that way. But the event was really, really awesome because it it was I want I don't want to say it, it was a theme. It, no, I don't want to say it was themed, but it did have a theme so um and i appreciate everyone that put in all the effort and work and and everything and especially you know shannon and her mom uh, but also all the other cooks and everything basically you any type of food uh or maybe cookbooks that were of the 50s 60s and 70s uh any recipes that they probably you know mentioned or created for folks to create during that those error at uh, that error or those different errors decades um they were you were encouraged to bring those or to make those um uh, and a good example a good example a sandwich loaf or a cheese ball cheese ball was there so oh my goodness yeah it was great it was awesome um i can't describe how the the plethora of food and the creativity that each of these uh, other foodie friends and chef you know prepared and created uh and i'm going to talk about a few of those but you know the invitation indicated that you know if you were dreaming to create something kitschy make sure you bring it and to do you know please bring it because that is the type of event this was and did not disappoint at all literally we had wonderful things like uh, a bologna cake now you're probably thinking okay what is a bologna cake you have to have had it to understand and it is not what it really is not uh, unpalatable let me put it that way it's actually quite good is quite good uh, and it's just it really it's what softened ice uh, softened cream cheese um, I'm not sure what ingredients they used in theirs but the standard recipe would be you know you're gonna soften um, maybe like an eight ounce um, uh, package of cream cheese with maybe some onions or onion uh, powder and maybe some Worcestershire sauce and beat it until it's very, very smooth. And then you're going to put a slice of um, bologna on the plate. And then you're going to spread that softened cream cheese that you've just mixed with the onions and Worcestershire sauce. There's so probably so many different variations because you could, who knows what you could put in this. I mean, garlic, dill, uh, rosemary, you know, in between, uh, you mixed in, in the cream cheese. And then, you know, you continue to layer, you know, for each layer of 
bologna, you put cream cheese, bologna, cream cheese, back and forth until you, the last layer, until your the pack of bologna, if you would, is done, and hopefully the last layer is or is that last bologna slice, <laughs> and then you would cut it into cake pieces, and I, I'm telling you. It was presented so beautifully. Uh, I neglect. I neglected to get a picture of it because there were so many additional dishes that were like, I have to get a picture of this one. I have to get a picture of that one, and I will share them on my Facebook page. I've shared it with them already in their event. So, uh, yeah, great stuff. Really great stuff. That was one that I was like, I was surprised about, but it did remind me of. Having like a spam sandwich. So there were items such as that there. There was a bourbon. Oh gosh. Bourbon. Was it bourbon based spam with peaches? Or bourbon braised? Yeah, bourbon braised um, spam with peaches. Uh, uh, the spam loaf with peaches. Um, uh, so shout out to James um, Leckitz. Uh, thank you for creating that. Um, I There was a dish called Chicken Devon. And Chicken Devon, it's, it, it's, a, it's a casserole dish. Um, and it's described again with uh, usually having, it's a ca- chicken casserole dish um, served with broccoli, almonds, and uh, um, a Mornay sauce. Um, it was named after a place where it was invented, which is um, Devan, uh, um, a Devan restaurant in New York City. So, and I say Devan, it's Devon, Chicken Devon. Uh, and you're probably wondering about that spelling. There are recipes out there, so you can make it at home. It is not, it, when they say kitschy, uh, meaning old school or what my grandparents would used to uh, used to make or uh, I'm just saying from Midwest because honestly I never really heard that word until I came to the Midwest but chicken divine yeah wonderful dish there was oh my goodness there was a a wonderful um <laughs> I, I have to say a wonderful I- individual that I met her name was Jess and she made this wonderful dish uh, well two actually um, one is called aspect now you're probably wondering what is aspect A-S-P-I-C aspect is it's a dish where ingredients are set into a gelatin mold um, made from you know maybe meat stock um, or consomme and I, I was trying to, I paused because I was trying to think what is the best way to um, to describe consomme, well, aspect in general. Um, so, and this is, trust me, this is not gross. It's a, a, a reason for it. But, you know, when you have like a roasted chicken or something and it is that clear gelatin that is like at the bottom, um, it looks like jelly anyway that's really what it is but again it's it's made from meat stock um consomme 
it's a clear liquid or clear soup, um, it's most times it's richly flavored uh, or a, a, either a richly flavored stock or a bouillon that's been clarified. Clarified meaning um, uh, any type of fat or sediments have actually been removed. And a lot of times they'll do that with maybe egg whites. Um, that, you know, egg whites, of course, are a much heavier um, substance or liquid than that of like regular stock or, or water. So it will take out all those other settlement sediments uh, or anything that you might think are floating in the liquid. And you simply use the broth or the clear uh, broth that remains. Um, so that's mixed in with the aspect. Um, but oftentimes, you know, cons uh, the consomme is not used in non-savory dishes, like non-savory meaning vegetable uh, or uh, ones, or, yeah, where you're using meat, you're not using meat in the non-savory. Um, so this chef, her name is Jess. Hopefully we are, I am going to have an opportunity to speak with her again because I would love to learn some more about aspect and a few of the, you know, another dishes she's made that I'm going to be talking about. And it was a dessert, which was wonderful, but the aspect had vegetables within, and you have to understand about aspect, aspect is aspect aspect that was a funny conversation that was going on there at the dinner part at the dinner event um but understanding that it is literally a gelatin mold which was creatively done because it looked like they were small flowers uh or the gelatin mold were of flowers of daisies but within that that gelatin there were pieces of uh, vegetables like cucumber and uh, miniature baby radishes uh, that just the whole there was another vegetable that I cannot recall um, gosh I really really wish that I knew what that was um, and she mentioned it too it started with an L it, but it had a peppery type of flavor but it added to everything as a whole that you were eating of this aspect and if you look online to find, you know, what aspect is, again, that's A-S-P-I-C, um, you'll see a number of different, very interesting <laughs> dishes. Uh, however, just created this in such a beautiful way that um, you used a fork and a dollop of mayonnaise that was added to just basically place it in your mouth and just enjoy all the flavors that, you know, they were simple flavors, but they were tasty and flavorful. And I, that was one of the things that was the talk of this, of this dinner event. And I was so happy to be there because of that. Cause man, I've never had anything like that. Okay. So next thing, well, you know, I didn't talk about my own bread pudding myself and a friend. We did bread pudding. Now I have, a different way of doing bread pudding. I try to do it based on, you know, uh, the not the masses, pleasing the masses, but in a way that people are not going to be afraid to have it. Because yes, growing up, 
bread pudding for us was soaking the raisins in rum, uh, you know, putting rum into the actual mixture so you could actually taste the rum. <laughs> and kid, we kids still had it. I don't do that, or I have chosen not to do that because I made it so I've made it times past for people in the office and you know I'm afraid to go off and take something like that into the office where yes I know that alcohol can bake or you know evaporate off so that it doesn't have such that result of trying to intoxicate someone that's having your bread pudding um, yeah I just did it you know standardly the safe way to make sure that everyone was happy and like what is in this what's this what's in the razor no uh i have to uh i have to slowly work them up towards that because i don't think they're ready for that yet maybe they are maybe not so i made mine and then i my friend um cecil made his as well and i'm not sure how we we didn't know that each other were making bread pudding but this bread pudding his bread pudding was awesome uh, he used some, you know, his secret recipes, <laughs> uh, and some wonderful bread. Some, um, I believe it was, uh, not really a, uh, it was a, not. I want to say a Kaiser. It wasn't a Kaiser roll. I'm, I'm thinking. I forgot what type of bread he actually used, but it was from a bakery that um, one of his um, house guests had uh, obtained. Uh, and that is what they were uh, were using. I went a different route, of course, and um, just used some because I was trying to do it very quickly and efficiently. Uh, I used uh, store bought store bought uh, bread, but I have my own process. You know, cutting it and dicing after you know doing the process with the bread, I cut them in and dice them into actual squares so that you know aesthetically not that his wasn't aesthetically but um for me i like to see those square crusts sticking through the actual top portion of you know my bread pudding and seeing bits of raisins strewn on top or throughout i don't put a lot because you know some folks don't really care for raisins or they're like oh, again not no raisins anyway it was both of ours. I have to admit his was bomb because he did this brandy sauce. Yeah, I'm jealous because of you for that, Cecil. But thank you because it was delicious. And even though people were saying, well, why? There's two bread puddings. Isn't it the same? And I think three people all together was like, no, it's not the same. But they're both delicious. I His was bomb. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about mine, too. It was bomb, too. So I'm just saying it's out there. Hopefully, one day I will have an opportunity to help graduate my friends and fellow or family members in Minnesota uh, to giving them some bread pudding with brandy in it <laughs> or rum specifically. Yeah, I think they'll like it. They'll they'll enjoy it a whole lot. OK, I got to talk about one more uh, item from there were again so many different items uh, from this event that I attended um, <laughs> and I love the event it was called Part Party Like You're Betty Crocker <laughs> and certainly people really showed out with all the different dishes that they made but there was one additional uh, dessert 
of all the others that were there because there was rhubarb strawberry pie that was ugh, delicious and amazing. So good gracious. But Jess made a wonderful, and I believe it had rhubarb in it, but I know that it had, I, I believe it had, I believe, I believe it had rhubarb and raspberry. I could be wrong, but I do know that it was a raspberry chiffon cake. Uh, it was light. It was airy. It was just bursting with all the flavors, um, the tartness, the sweetness. And I love the fact that she uh, used cornflakes. She crushed up, crushed up cornflakes and sprinkled it on top. Uh, it, it was almost like a reverse pie, you know, but the, the that crust on top was just just the whole thing was just amazing. I, you know, we were joking that she made it in, I think, a nine by 13 um, uh, dish. Uh, yeah, between probably two or three of us, we would have sat there and ate the whole thing. But we had to be conscious that there are other individuals that were there at the party that also needed to partake of it as well. So um, shout out to once again to uh, my friend Shannon Tui and Miss Patricia Timpain. Thank you so much for the invitation. It was such a wonderful opportunity for me to be there. And I, I really enjoyed myself beyond belief. Um, yeah, I hope to see you all again really soon. And we'll do something like that again. Oh, gosh, I, I've always said in shows past that food brings people together. And it's really true. It brings out the creativity in folks. But, you know, you're able to socialize and talk about the different flavors and, you know, how, you know, some might say, well, I made my chicken this way. Oh, what type of seasoning did you use? Or, you know, what did you choose to use uh, on this steak? Or got just sitting around and talking with friends about these different um, subjects is so exciting for me. Um, and, you know, likewise going to events that talk about uh, subjects like that <laughs> uh, are just as exciting. <laughs> so if you are not familiar, if you're not heard as yet, Minis uh, Minnesota Monthly, it's always hosted by Minnesota Monthly, the magazine, they are putting on Grill Fest. And this is a yearly thing. Uh, it's a yearly festival uh, and if you're interested, tickets are still available. Grill Fest, or excuse me, grillfestival.com, G-R-I-L-L, festival, F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L.com. I know, sorry for the spelling. Um, Grill Fest, it's going to be at CHS Field. And if you're not familiar where that is, it is at the end of the Green Line in St. Paul. So, you know, right where they have the St. Paul Farmer's Market, CHS Field is across, literally across the street. Um, yeah. So if you're down already at the St. Paul Farmer's Market and you're parked, I'm a little jealous of you because that's where I should be right now. I should be at the Farmer's Market uh, and just, which, you know, I could probably still go, but I am going to the Grill Fest and I hope to see anyone, if you recognize me or recognize my voice, uh, certainly say hello. <laughs> Um, but again, Grill Fest is going to be at CHS Field. The address for CHS Field is 360 
Broadway Street North. And that is in St. Paul, Minnesota, 55101. If you buy your tickets ahead of time, it is $50. If you buy it at the door, it is going to be $55. It is going to be for today and tomorrow, uh, May 13th and May 14th. Uh, The time is going to be from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. So definitely make your way out there. Um, it, it, It reminds me of being at the Minnesota Food and Wine um, experience uh, that was held in Target Field. And I talked about that, I believe, in March. My sister came out, um, and she was a vendor. <laughs> yeah, plug, plug, plug for Designs for Bajay. Um But a wide variety of different foods. And here, again, the reason why it's called Grill Fest, y- you will be able to literally taste your way through all the different variety of grilled type of foods that there are or that vendors and exhibitors will be offering um there'll be you know wine tastings and specialty beers that you could also have as well um you'll be able to test out the hottest grills um gathering recipes which that's what i plan to do i live in an apartment right now and i can't grill right now not right now But that does not mean that I cannot gather recipes and learn a little bit so that when I do go over someone's home that likes to grill, I will be fully prepared. And if someone asks, well, do you have a recipe in mind? Yes, I do. I do. (laughs) One day I would like to barbecue like a pro. I want to be able to do that. Uh, I feel confident in cooking the things that I meats and type of styles that I do but barbecuing is one that I have not really gained the full skill I'm not a grill master yet I know a number of friends that you know are already Keith <laughs> shout out to my friends Keith and Kelly um but here at Grill Fest, again, uh, the opportunity to get some recipes, grilling tips. Um, they'll have a grilling stage so that they will be actually doing demonstrations that will you know, be showing you uh, specifically if you've seen the big green egg. Uh, there are two celebrity grillologists, <laughs> as they call themselves. Uh, Mad Dog and Meryl, they're actually going to be showcasing their barbecue and grilling skills. Um, But the uh, grilling demonstrations are going to be with uh, the Big Green Egg and Poolside Culinary Stage. So there will be opportunities to see different demonstrations on how things are grilled. Um, If you're familiar or are aware of uh, the appliance store Warner Stallions, they are going to have experts on site that uh, give can give you suggestions on the best grill um, that are available. Uh, and for whatever your purpose or your home size, they'll be able to give you some, um, some suggestions and pair it, that grill to whatever size backyard you have or, or what you want in your home. So the opportunity to get, gain a grill <laughs> is there. There is going to be a, there's one, okay, this is a 21 and over type of opportunity, but you will, (laughs) there will be the opportunity to have, uh, (laughs) 
a Bloody Mary competition. So you have to be really familiar with the Bloody Mary. You have to know that there's going to be much samplings of Bloody Mary samples. And even though we are not, this is not a show all about alcoholic beverages. It, this is a 21 and over <laughs> event. So there will be adult beverages. <laughs> and I tell you, uh, it is not until so many things have I've not tried until I come to the Midwest and specifically to Minnesota. So Bloody Mary was one of them. Um, so this is going to be a very interesting event. I won't be having it so much <laughs> in the Bloody Mary competition area. Of course, I will be inside having ciders and picking up recipes and t- visiting my favorite <laughs> exhibitors and vendors <laughs> which I'm going to give a shout out to a few of them right now. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, <laughs> Pimento Jamaican Kitchen. Yeah, I'm going to be standing right next to your booth for any type of samples that you'd like to give away. Uh, yeah, the Umbushi Foodie is going to be right there. <laughs> so I have been to, I, I think Pimento Jamaican Kitchen probably knows they don't know me, but they probably know my face and know that I know how to put uh, the, as they say, killing pa some oxtail. <laughs> yes. So I'm not sure what type of sampling that they will have available, what grilled item, but I am looking forward to it because anything that I have had from them has been awesome and amazing. But again, here are a few of the vendors. I've already named Pimento Jamaican Kitchen. There is going to be uh, Black Label Bacon, uh, Angry Orchard, Angry Orchard is cider. So, you know, you don't have to have, you know, it's its own little type of alcoholic beverage. But hopefully, I think Angry Orchard probably has a specific seasonal uh, um, cider that they are going to, I hope that they're going to have offered. Caves of Fairbo, um, cheese, uh, artisan cheeses, um, Minnesota Beef Council. I love going to their booth. Oh my goodness! I um, Minnesota Beef Council and the Minnesota Pork Board. I love going to them because they always have something amazing to sample and to that they're providing as just a taste. Uh, recipes that they offer and these are savory but also I remember that there was a a steak salad um, recipe that they had provided at the food and wine that was amazing gosh that was really really good Um, Stump's Spicy Hot Foods so Stump's Spicy Hot um, mushrooms pickles uh, asparagus um so it might be something if you've never had any type of spiced or, or pickled uh, vegetables um, that are spicy, definitely give them a try. Um, I've sampled them uh, once before. Uh, yeah, be prepared because they're not kidding when they're saying that it is spicy. <laughs> um, Fogo de Chao is going to be out there. So I'm so interested in finding out what they are going to be offering uh, as uh, again, as you know, they're a Brazilian steakhouse. Uh, what tasty morsels of savory goodness they're going to be offering. Um, another 
the double tree double tree of hilton double tree hilt by hilton um in st paul they're also going to be there they have a restaurant I, it it escapes me at the moment what the name of the restaurant is but they have a restaurant that is actually going to be uh, i believe a chef is going to be there um hosting and again i'm not familiar with the restaurant but i'm certainly looking forward to it uh, gosh so many different uh items uh, so many different vendors um ones that i haven't even got to and can't name them all but there are supposed to be over a hundred vendors there um providing you opportunities to taste things and see demonstrations of how things are are cooked and grilled um you never know i'm telling you you could pick up a recipe that you will be able to make it your own and it will be something that you will take to parties and people are going to be like wow you know how, who came up with this how did you come up with this oh yeah you know you could keep it a secret and tell, not tell them that you went to the grill fest and you know found a few suggestions and saw some demonstrations and got some new ideas <laughs> they'll never know they'll never know anyway oh my goodness uh, I we are near the top of the hour, but I want to take the time to once again thank you all for tuning in with us for you know the past hour. Uh, there are so many different things that are going on this weekend and upcoming weeks, and we'll be talking about that, uh, you know, in further shows. Now, mind you, uh, I have not forgotten that I am currently having a contest, and I still haven't come up with a name for it other than the unbougie foodie. Uh, farmer's market contest <laughs> that's what that's what we're going to call it for right now until i come up with a different name but this contest is to help you get involved or encouraging you to get involved as promised i'm going to give you a, a certain item vegetable mineral <laughs> protein and encourage you to send in your uh, a picture and your best recipe uh, that you have prepared, not one that you get on off from the store or from online, but one that you have actually prepared that will showcase this particular uh, ingredient. And for this week, this ingredient is going to be Thai eggplant. Again, Thai eggplant. Last week it was ramp, which some might refer to it as wild leeks, uh, but ramp is a vegetation or vegetable this week is also another vegetable which is thai eggplant so keep in mind that as i've always encouraged from last week is to make sure that you are sending those pictures to the unbougie foodie at gmail.com uh, and leave your name your address and other information so that i could definitely get back in contact with you because at the end of the month i am going to be picking one winner to give them a dinner of a restaurant in the saint paul area this will give you an opportunity to visit one of the places that i've spoken about um on the show um if you're interested in finding out more information about places that I've gone to, certainly go to my Facebook page, The Unbougie Foodie, uh, or visit I, um, any of my other social media uh, outlets, which is Twitter uh, or Instagram. Instagram specifically, because, you know, that's where I post all the foods. 
So you could go there uh, at the underscore unbougie foodie or Twitter at unbougie foodie. Gosh, people, the time has flown by. I want to so again, thank you for joining me for this past hour. I hope you're about to go out and enjoy your the rest of your day. Uh, but in doing so, as always, as I end my show, I always want to encourage you to never let anyone tell you what type of foodie to be, because really, it is all about the food. Until next week at 10 a.m. on Saturday, only here at WEQY 104.7. Thank you again for tuning in and peace. <laughs>